Self-care. Not long ago, I was watching a picture about first responders. The ER of a prominent hospital had hired a new doctor. And rather than the doctor doing the job, they were busy giving out orders and taking their time. Now, to the other doctor and nurses on duty, it looked like they were passing the book. And they wanted to know, when are you going to get to the business of doing some doctoring? Now, what made the situation even worse was early in the episode, the new doctor's pager went off. And rather than go to the ER and do their duty, instead, they found themselves a nutrition bar, took a shower and changed clothes before they went. Now, the other doctor in the ER, he, they had saw that and they thought, what in the world? Finally, the ER doctor got the nerve to ask, why aren't you doing your job? They said, I am doing my job. They said, no, you're not. They said, yes, I am. No, you're not. You're just walking around telling other people what to do. You see, that's where you and I are different. Everything that is going on in this ER, other people can handle. They are trained professionals. I am a trauma ER doctor. I have to be fresh in order to be at my best when a real crisis comes in. So what you see as lollygagging around is really self-care because self-care saves lives. When the doctor said it, I thought, hmm, hmm, that, that's a good thought. That's a good thought right there. As believers, we are charged with the responsibility of taking care of people. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Romans 15 verses 1 and 2 that the strong should bear the infirmity of the weak and that not to please ourselves, but to help them and make their lives better. Not only that, but Jesus teaches us that the greatest in the kingdom of God is one who serves. So there is this built in mechanism to tend to the conditions of other people. Being a Christian is a life of service with the intent to help people and please God. If we're not careful in our service to others, we will lose ourselves and be no good to or for anyone else. That's why the statement spoke volumes to me. I began to think about the importance of that nugget of wisdom. You see, even Jesus stole away from time to time to rest and refresh from the expectations of the crowd because his time on earth was short and he had so much to accomplish in a limited space of time. We don't see Jesus taking sabbaticals or taking long vacations, but what we do see uh, him do is stealing away to talk to the father. Remember when Jesus took Peter, James and John up to the Mount of Transfiguration? Jesus was refreshed by Moses and Elijah. They talked and fellowshiped as if to say to the world, you need time with people who will encourage, empower and validate what you have been called to be for others. Jesus was the living Christ, the embodiment of the law and the prophets. He was about to embark on the most tedious portion of his earthly ministry. Jesus needed to be rejuvenated and strengthened for what was ahead the Bible says in Matthew 17 uh, verses 1 through 8 that while he was with Moses and Elijah, his face shone like the sun. His clothes became as white as the light, which implies that Jesus went from being the burden carrier to the one who shared his burdens with someone who would understand his plight. Those great men of God, along with God the Father, were listening to the plight of the Son of Man and made it their business to come to where he was. It was as if Jesus needed a space to let his hair down and be the incarnate, preexistent, living word made flesh. This this something that he was before he put on this flesh suit, the person that he was before he came to earth to be our savior. Jesus needed a place and space to operate in self-care to save others. 
And he was kind enough to let Peter, James, and John see the experience. In that passage, God the Father even speaks from a cloud and says to these guys, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. Well, if the truth be told, Jesus hadn't said anything. So what were they supposed to hear? He only participated in fellowship. Maybe God, maybe now, was calling the disciples to task on the idea of relationship fellowship and rejuvenation. And just for the record, I want you to know that when God said to hear Jesus, it was to hear the message of the kingdom. God, the father was calling the disciples to the task of living their lives for Jesus. But what better example of a message said than a message lived? Jesus showed us the power of stealing away to refresh one's life with fellowship and mutuality. And just so you know, the message of Jesus is all about relationships. We, by faith, receive the gift of salvation so that we can be in relationship with God. And the foundation of our salvation is the concept of finding rest in God's care. But that concept is built on the fact that we know God cares for us. So while we are charged to serve, we are also called to rest, which is self-care. It reminds me of the purpose of Sabbath in Mark chapter two, verses 23 through 27. The disciples got hungry and decided to pluck the heads of grain off the stalk as they walked through a grain field. The Pharisees saw it and said to Jesus, look, why do they do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Listen to what Jesus said in response to their question. Have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry, he and those with him? How he went into the house of God in those days of Abiathar the high priest and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priest, and also gave some to those who were with him. The Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. In other words, God knows we need self-care so that we can save others. He knows we are consummate workaholics. We are busy trying to build this or that work here and there with the intent to be somebody important. God understands. That's why he built the Sabbath. Self-care saves lives. Have you not heard that hurting people hurt people? Misery loves company. It's just another way of saying we need self-care. If we're honest, when we don't have time to rest, refresh, and operate in self-care, the people around us have to tolerate us rather than celebrate us. We lose the best part of who we are simply because we won't take care of what God entrusted to us. So when you sit down to your Thanksgiving celebration with family and friends, remember it's not just about the food, the family, the friends, the fellowship, or the mutuality you all share. It's not just one thing, it's all of it, and what it means to the grand scheme of your life. It's the opportunity to find ourselves again for the sake of others. No matter where you find yourself or what shape you may be in, remember, God gave us Sabbath for the sake of rest and time with him. Take this season of Thanksgiving to operate in self-care for you, them, and him. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church, Indian Trail in Marshville, North Carolina, and you've been listening to Soul Food. Soul Food.